Well, we're coming to the end of a message series I've called Keep Your Dream Alive. In this series, we've been looking at the life of Joseph. And that is found for us in Genesis 37 through 50. We learned, we have been learning how Joseph cooperated with God to see the dream that God gave him come to pass. And so God created Joseph with a purpose in mind. And God creates you and I with a purpose in mind as well. God wants us to accomplish something for him in our lives. But there are many obstacles, there are many barriers that may need to be overcome to see God's dream for your life fulfilled. And so today we're going to look at an overview of Joseph's life to see how he persevered in the face of overwhelming obstacles to his dream. And so we want to learn how you and I can have that same kind of persevering faith. Today my message is entitled, Persevering Faith. What is persevering faith? Persevering faith is a faith that doesn't give up when the going gets tough. It just keeps on going. It keeps on believing. Even when what we see with our eyes doesn't look promising. Persevering faith has a confidence in God. Persevering faith believes that God has a plan, has a dream for our lives, and we're going to keep pursuing that. And so let's look at what the book of Hebrews has to say about persevering faith. Now in your bulletins, there's a white page. I'd like to ask you to pull that out. It has the outline of the message written out along with the verses. In the very back of the page, we won't be looking at that, but it has study questions. And those study questions are, are discussed in the life groups that we'll be meeting this week. The first verse on our outline is Hebrews 3. It says, See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We've come to share in Christ if we hold firmly till the end the confidence we had at first. And so this passage, this uh, short verses, begins by saying, don't have an unbelieving heart. A heart that turns away from God. A heart that doubts God. When different difficulties come into your life, encourage one another to persevere. Encourage one another to believe God. To keep on believing God. It says, we share in Christ if we hold firmly till the end. If we keep on believing. If we walk in faith. If we keep that confidence we had when we first believed. And so, we see in the life of Joseph that he held on firmly to his faith. And we'll see that he held on firmly to his faith till the very end of his life. And we want to do that as well. Now Jesus himself warned us that in the last days, many, many people will, will turn away from God. The faith of many will die. The faith of many will not persevere. In the last days is the time that we're living in right now. The last days is the time from when Jesus resurrected from the dead till when he returns again. Jesus said in Matthew 24, Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. And so Jesus here describes that there's going to be a loss of faith for most. 
That's astounding, isn't it? And he describes it as love growing cold. You know, we have an example of love growing cold sometimes in marriages, right? People get married and they're passionately in love with each other. And if the love grows cold, the marriage disintegrates. In the same way with our relationship with Jesus Christ. When we become believers, uh, our love is, is passionate for Him. And we don't want it to grow cold. We want to persevere in our faith and love for Him. We want to stand firm to the end. And the end is when the gospel has been preached to the entire world. till every person has heard the message of Jesus Christ. So today we're going to, as we conclude this message series about Joseph's life, we're going to do an overview of his life. And we're going to see how he persevered in his faith. We're going to see how the rest of the Bible speaks of Joseph. Because he's mentioned in a number of other passages besides the passage that tells his story. And as we look at this, we're going to learn some principles that are going to help us persevere. Because if you're a believer here this morning, obstacles are going to come into your life to deter you from following God's dream for your life. And we want to know how to press through those obstacles and keep on believing. So the question we're going to answer today is how can I have persevering faith? The kind of persevering faith that Joseph had. Persevering faith begins with committing yourself to God and His dream for you. Let me say that again. Persevering faith begins with a commitment to God and His dream or plan for your life. Now for most people, including Joseph, the understanding of God's dream for your life, the understanding of God's plan for your life, it grows as you go through life. God doesn't unveil it all at the beginning. You, you understand more and more as you follow Him. Joseph had a dream from God that's talked about in Genesis 37. Joseph said to his brothers in verse 6, Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly... My sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. And so this was Joseph's first dream. It was given to him at the age of 17. At that time, Joseph was the youngest of, of all of his brothers, his 11 brothers, or the 10 at that time. He was the youngest. And in that society, your older brothers told the younger brothers what to do. And yet in his dream, the older brothers were bowing down to him. It was an unusual dream. And to make a long story short, Joseph's brothers did not appreciate Joseph nor his dream. And yet it was that dream that kept Joseph going through life. It helped him keep his faith strong down through the years of challenges and difficulties. Let's look at what the book of Psalms has to say about Joseph. Psalm 105. Verse 17 says, And he sent a man before them. That's God sent a man before them. Joseph sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was put in irons. Till what he foretold came to pass. Till the word of the Lord proved true. And so these verses speak of Joseph's trials. His brothers sold Joseph into slavery in Egypt. And then he was put into prison. Through false accusations. But his dream spoke of a different future for Joseph. A future in which he would no longer be a slave. 
he would be a leader. Those dreams referred to here as the word of the Lord. And they ultimately proved to be true. And they were fulfilled. And so I believe that throughout his life, God brought those dreams. There was two dreams, similar dreams, about Joseph rising to become a leader. God brought those dreams back to Joseph's mind. And when he was in difficult times, when he was languishing in a prison, he remembered those dreams. And he said, God, this is not the end. You have something better for me. I'm going to keep on believing. I'm going to keep on trusting you for something better. Ultimately, as we've seen a few Sundays ago, Joseph met his brothers in Egypt. They came to him. He was the leader of Egypt. He'd been raised up by God. They came to him for food. And what happened when his brothers came before him? Genesis 42.9 Then he, speaking of Joseph, remembered his dreams about them. And so on meeting his brothers, the dreams that he had many, many years ago were brought again to his mind. And he saw that God in his great wisdom was now bringing those dreams to fulfillment. The dreams that had guided him through life and given him hope. Because Joseph had committed himself to God and God's dream for his life. Now today we're talking about persevering faith. In order to have persevering faith, you have to have faith to begin with. A faith has to have a beginning. And that beginning is committing yourself to God. Now at the end of every service, I give an opportunity for people to make a commitment to Jesus Christ. Or recommit their lives. Some people have made a commitment in the past and different things have happened and they've kind of fallen away. Their, their love may have grown cold. And they want to recommit their lives to Jesus. And you do that simply by admitting that you've sinned, believing that Jesus came to forgive your sin, and committing your life to following him as your Lord. And so if you've never made that decision this morning, or you'd like to renew that decision, I encourage you to pray with me at the end of the service. An important part of the decision to believe in Jesus Christ is to commit to following him as Lord. And what that means is that you're, you are saying that I'm going to follow his direction for my life. I'm going to follow his dream for my life. I'm going to allow Jesus Christ to be the leader of my life. And what he says, I will do. And so you're committing to serve him. You're committing to spend your whole life in following his dream and plan for your life. And so persevering faith begins with committing yourself to God and committing yourself to his dream for your life. And then once you've made that commitment, you have to stand firm in your faith. I wouldn't be speaking honestly if I said once you make a commitment in your life, everything is going to go smoothly. You're never going to have another problem. You're going to be wealthy, successful, and never sick. Uh, it's not true. When you make a commitment to Jesus Christ, difficulties are going to come into your life. You're going to face some obstacles. There's going to be attacks. There's going to be roadblocks in your life. Let's look at how the New Testament summarizes Joseph's life in the book of Acts. Acts 7 verse 9. 
It says, because the patriarchs, that's Joseph's brothers, were jealous of Joseph, they sold him as a slave into Egypt. But, that's an important word, isn't it? But. I want to circle that but. But God. But God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. Joseph had troubles in his life. He gave Joseph wisdom and enabled him to gain the goodwill of Pharaoh, king of, the Egypt, of Egypt. So he made him ruler over Egypt in all his palace. His brothers were jealous of him. All of his brothers, all ten of his brothers were jealous of him. They sold him as a slave into Egypt. Not two nice brothers, right? Not just your normal, warm, loving family. And yet, God was with him. Joseph remained firm in his faith. God rescued him from all his troubles. And ultimately, he was made a ruler through the prophetic dreams. And the prophetic dreams that he had from God were fulfilled. Let's see what Joseph's father, Jacob, prophesied over his son. When his father, Jacob, was getting old in his life, he called all of his sons. There were 12 of them. He called them in and he prophesied over them. He told them what their future held. Let's look at what he prophesied over Joseph. Genesis 49 verse 22. He said, Joseph is a fruitful vine. A fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility. But his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob. Because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel. Now this is poetic language. There were not archers shooting arrows at him. But he was being attacked. He was attacked by his brothers. He was attacked by people in Potiphar's house. Forces came against him. Not accidentally, it says, but with bitterness, with hostility. And behind them all was the enemy, was Satan. Trying to destroy God's dream for Joseph's life. But with God's help, Joseph was able to resist those attacks. Joseph was able to stand firm in his faith. His arms continued to do the work of God that God had for him. Continued to live out the dream that God had for him. Now some people might be confused by what we've been talking about in this whole message series about God's dream for your life. They may think that if God has given a dream for your life, then it's automatically going to happen. But that's not the case. That's not true at all. Many people miss out on God's dream for their lives. Some people miss out because they never make a commitment to God in the first place. You can't fulfill God's dream for your life if you never make a commitment to Him. And yet other people miss out because they've made a commitment to God and their faith falters. They stop believing and they fail to achieve their dream. Now we can see that happening in Joseph's family. Who was the firstborn son of Joseph? His name was Reuben. Reuben did not stand firm in his faith. Reuben was the firstborn. In those days, the firstborn son was always the one who received what was called the birthright. It was the greatest blessing because he was the eldest, the firstborn. Reuben sinned in a very flagrant fashion and he 
and he forfeited, he lost the blessing of God on his life. In fact, the blessing of the firstborn was given to Joseph. Here's what his father Jacob prophesied over Reuben. Verse 49. I mean, chapter 49, verse 3. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? That's what the dream was supposed to begin with. That's how his life started. But what happened? Turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel. For you went up onto your father's bed, onto my couch, and defiled it. Reuben slept with his father's wife. And the result was that he lost the blessing of the firstborn. The blessing was given to Joseph, who stood firm in his faith. The dream that God had for Reuben's life was never fulfilled because he gave in to sin. You see, when Reuben was tempted with a sexual temptation, he gave in. And you remember what happened to Joseph when he was tempted by Potiphar's wife? He ran. He ran and did not give in. He stood firm in his faith. And so here we have contrasting brothers in the same family. One who achieved God's dream for his life and one who failed. The dream that God has for our lives will be attacked. You're going to be tempted to pursue other things in life than God's dream for your life. Oh, they might not be, quote, sin, but they're not God's best. God doesn't want you just to pursue good things. He wants you to pursue the best things in your life, which is his dream for your life. You're going to be tempted to give up on God's dream for your life when things don't happen quickly. And if you give up, you're not going to achieve God's dream for your life. You're going to be tempted to be discouraged. You're going to be tempted to stop believing God's dream, and some may even be tempted to stop believing in God himself. One of the first verses we read today, Jesus said, in the last days the love of many will grow cold. They give up on their life with God. You're going to be tempted to not love Jesus Christ passionately. You're going to be tempted by other loves. Reuben was tempted, he gave in. Joseph was tempted, he did not give in. And so God says to each one here today, don't give up on my dream for your life. Don't give up on your belief in me, even though others around you may. Stand firm in your faith. Stand shoulder to shoulder with others who are pursuing God's dream for their lives. Others who believe in me, encourage one another. Stand firm. And if you do that, you're going to see my dream for your life fulfilled. And finally, to have persevering faith, we need to believe God for great things. Let's look at the blessings that God had for Joseph as he stood firm in his faith. The prophetic word from his father Jacob continues in verse 25 for Joseph. He says, because of your father's God who helps you, because of the Almighty who blesses you with blessings of the heavens above, blessings of the deep that lie below, blessings of the breast and womb, your father's blessings are greater than the blessings of the ancient mountains, than the bounty of the age-old hills. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. 
Well, I was just thinking as I read that, how many times is the word blessing used in this passage? Let me count. I haven't done it before. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six times. And a pronoun that refers to all these, all these blessings, seven times, on the head of Joseph, the prince among his brothers. Joseph believed God for great things. He dared to believe that according to God's dream, he would excel among his brothers. It wasn't a proud dream. It wasn't something that he worked up. It was something that God had for his life. He became now the prince among his brothers, the leader of all, as he stood firm in his faith, as he continued to believe God. And now I want us to look at the very close of Joseph's life and see how even at an old age, even at his very deathbed, Joseph's faith was still strong. He was still believing God for great things. Genesis 50, verse 24. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die. But God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of this land to the land he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid and you must carry my bones up from this place. And so here is Joseph's faith displayed as he was preparing to die. He was still believing God for great things. What was he saying? Joseph was believing that God would take the nation of Israel that was now living in Egypt, which was not the land that God had promised them. They would take them out of what would ultimately be bondage in Egypt and take them back to the land of Israel. He was believing God. He was looking into the future. And he was so confident that this would happen that he made his brothers promise that his bounds would be taken up out of Egypt, back to the land of Israel. They promised, he made them promise to do that. He was looking some 300 years into the future when the exodus happened from, from Egypt. Egypt, I mean, Israel left Egypt and returned to their land. And so his faith was believing God for something beyond his own lifespan. Hebrews chapter 11 speaks of Joseph. And what does it say of him in verse 22? By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. Hebrews chapter 11 is considered the faith heroes chapter of the Bible. Got all the great heroes of faith, people who believe God in spite of overwhelming obstacles. And here Joseph is mentioned. Why? Because Joseph looked to the future. He looked beyond even his lifespan. He looked hundreds of years into the future and he said, I believe God. I believe in God's dream for my life that helped save Israel, that God would ultimately bring Israel back to the land that God had promised them. I believe God is going to do great things for my descendants who walk in his ways. And what happened? Did you believe Joseph's faith was rewarded? Yes, it was. Joshua 24, 32. This is after the exodus. And Joseph's bones, which the Israelites had brought up from Egypt, were buried at Shechem, in the tract of land that Jacob bought for a hundred pieces of silver 
from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem. These became, this became the inheritance of Joseph's descendants. And so 400 years after Joseph and his family came to Egypt, God set them free. And they ultimately came once again to the land of Israel, the land that God had promised them. And during that time, Joseph's bounds had been preserved for hundreds of years. And the Israelites carried them along and brought them back and buried them in the land of Israel. Joseph had believed God for great things in his own life. He believed God for great things beyond his own life. And his faith still speaks to us today. An amazing life. And I'm going to look forward to talking to Joseph one day. As we all as believers will be able to. So let's think about our own lives. When you look at the future of your life, what do you see? When you look at, into the future of your life, what do you see? Do you see problems? Do you see fears? Do you see worries? Is the future dark? Or do you see God's dreams for your life coming true? When you look beyond your life, what do you see? Now, as believers, of course, we see beyond our life, we see heaven. Heaven is our destiny as believers. But when we look beyond our life here on this earth, what do you see? Do you see your life? influencing future generations for God. God wants your life to influence future generations. God wants you to fulfill his dream for your life and influence other people for you. That's going to live, your influence will live long after you're gone. And in order for that to happen, you've got to believe God for great things. Now these are not great things that you dream up yourself. These are not great things. Oh, I think this would be nice. These are great things that God himself wants to do in and through your life. These are great things that are in the dream that God has for you. And God wants you to know what that dream is so that you can live it out. These great things are God's dream for your life. Now, you may never have a book written about you. You may never be on the news. You might not be well known at all. But when you fulfill God's dream for your life, you will be remembered in eternity. God knows and God sees. And when you influence other people's lives for Jesus Christ, they're going to thank you one day in heaven. They're going to remember. And they will be part of your reward. And so I challenge you today to believe God. For great things in your life. He has great things for every person sitting here. Discover God's dream. And live it out. Now next week I'm going to be talking about believing God for great things in our church. My message will be called God's dream for life church. So I encourage you to be back for that. And so today we've concluded our, our story of the life of Joseph. And how God worked in and through his life. I'd encourage you to read the whole story again. Just to kind of summarize it here this week. Genesis 37 to 50. Probably take you about 20 minutes. And just seal that story. That story has been an incredibly encouraging story to me over the years. It's an incredibly encouraging story to anybody who's going through adversity, trials, or troubles in your life. And guess what? We're all going to do that from time to time. It's a story 
of dreams, a story of overcoming adversity. It's a story of a slave going to become the ruler of an empire. But most of all, it's a story of a man of persevering faith and a story of a God who rewards that kind of faith. And so this story of Joseph, I hope we've made clear, is not just a story of ancient history, something that happened thousands of years ago. And you say, well, yes, I know what happened in Joseph's life. No, the story of Joseph is a story of God who works in people's life. And that God that was the God of Joseph is the same God who's alive today. God, the God of Joseph is the God who reigns in heaven today. And so our God today still gives dreams to those who commit their lives to him. Now, it might not be an actual dream at night, but I'm talking about a dream that God has for you, a plan and purpose that God has for your life. God still protects people today and helps them overcome obstacles that stand in the way of them fulfilling his dream for their life. God still works in believers' life to see his dreams come to pass. God wants you to be blessed as Joseph was blessed so that you can be a blessing to many others. And as I said at the beginning of the message, I'm going to give you an opportunity to commit your life to Jesus Christ or recommit your life if you feel like you've wandered away or your faith has grown cold. Persevering faith begins with a decision. A decision of your will, a decision to commit your life to, to Jesus. And as I've said, it just seems it begins with admitting that you've sinned, you've done wrong things, believing that Jesus died on the cross, that your sins might be forgiven, and then committing yourself to following Jesus as your Lord, following his dream for your life. So let's bow our heads right now. I'm going to pray a simple prayer, and I'd encourage you to pray along with me if you'd like to make this commitment or you'd like to recommit your life. Say something like this, Father, today I admit that I've done wrong things. I've been following my plan for my life. I've been doing what I wanted to do. And I admit that that is sin. But I believe that Jesus came to this earth, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, took my sins upon himself that I might be forgiven. Please forgive me. Come into my life. I commit myself now to following Jesus as my Lord. I commit myself to following his dream for my life. All the days of my life. And for those who are believers, let's pray that God would work in our lives as well. Father, we thank you for what you've been teaching us in this series through the life of Joseph. And I pray here, God, that everyone would be 100% committed to you, 100% committed to your dream for their lives. We, I pray that everything else would just fade into insignificance in our lives. I pray that you'd encourage each person here to, to stand firm in their faith when adversity comes, when the storms of life roll in, that they would not falter, but that they would keep their faith focused on you. God, I pray that we wouldn't miss out on the blessings that you have for our lives. Help us to believe you for great things in the future, the great things that you have in your dream for us. And God, as we, as we fulfill your dream for our lives, we pray that we would influence 
our generation and future generations as well. We pray that those that come after us would speak of our faith. We want to make an impact for you, God, as, as we follow your dream for us. Thank you, God, that you will help those who seek your help to have this persevering faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.